Hi guys, welcome to our first episode of AAFS Uncut. And we have a very special guest today, Justin Ong, uh, which is one of our uh, mortgage broker at AA Finance Solutions. Welcome, Justin. Thanks very much, Leonard. Shouldn't shouldn't introduce me as as a special guest because I'm I'm I don't think I'm that special. I'm I'm here every single day, working you're, together you're with very, you. We are very honored to have you on board. You're not taking me as you're not treating me as as part of the team. That's why I, I am a special guest. Huh? You are a very special guest. Okay. So what are we going to talk about today? So today uh, we'll be uh, talking about some of the factors that can impact uh, your borrowing capacity. Um, so I just want to get your thought. Uh, on it, uh, I mean, just give us some example for, um, of you know what some of the income uh, and liabilities they may impact um, like your borrowing capacity. So I, I reckon number one, I'll start with let's say from the bank point of view, uh, how do they look at the income or the commitment? What are some of the things that they're looking for in general? Okay. So, in terms in terms of income, let's let's start with let's start with somebody who is working on a permanent full time basis. What we normally call the PAYG customers, mm. um, they obviously their yearly salary is what we're looking at. They might get paid. They may get okay. paid fortnightly, monthly, or even weekly. Yeah. How is that gonna? How is that going to affect their borrowing capacity? That depends on, well, income is just uh, 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 one component of the whole equation. We should take, we should take both income expenses into account. Absolutely. Yeah. So first of all, you have got your, your gross wages, salary, take away the tax, you have got your net income per month or per year, you have to take into account of your monthly living expenses as well. Whatever that is left over, those would be your disposable, net disposable income yep. that the bank is going to use to calculate your borrowing capacity. Absolutely. So that's pretty much um, the impact uh, in the nutshell yep. of your level of income. Yep. Uh, that's... that's uh very good point. I think that pretty much summarizes you know the big bulk of it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so okay. So let's talk about um, some of the expenses. For example, what do you reckon uh, liability expenses? You know, what some of the things that uh, the bank will look at that may impact your borrowing. Um, so I think you know some of them are from like the kids. Uh, you know, the amount of children that you have, uh, that will be considered an expenses. Mm. Um, and that may reduce the borrowing capacity. So what do you think of that? Okay, so when you, <clears throat> when you, bring, up, when you bring up kids, the first thing that comes to my mind is your family circumstances, your your personal family status, you're single, you're married, you're in a de facto relationship, you're married with kids, how many kids have you got, one dependent, two dependents, or even more. So how is that going to affect your borrowing capacity? How 
do banks or lenders take those factors into account? It is by it is by it is the assumed minimum living expenses that they they are going to use to 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 calculate your um, living expenses. So right. let's say so I think with the kids, the the more kids that you have, I think there will be more expenses that will that you will incur, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. So so obviously we're trying to compare two different scenarios. Scenario number one, you're single. Yeah. Scenario number two, you're married with two dependents with two kids. The living expenses will be much higher Absolutely. in the second second scenario. Then it wouldn't surprise me if the level of borrowing is not going to be as good. As the first one, absolutely. And each kit, you know, there will be costs like your education, or like school, your um, childcare expenses. So obviously, that can you know, impact the, the borrowing capacity as well. Absolutely. So since we are talking about school, school fees, we talk about childcare. Each each lender, at least in Australia, anyway. Each lender would have a an index or or benchmark that they use that is called HEM H E H E M. Does it stand for household expenditure measurement? Correct. Well, I think that, that that's that's why it's called, isn't it? So that would be the minimum benchmark lenders would would use mm. um, that can sustain the basic expenses of an average household but of course on top of that if you send your kids to private schools if you send your kids to childcare and some you pay for extra many, curriculum some yeah. classes yeah. Um, there's a good chance that it's gonna it's yes yeah. it's gonna be uh, uh, it's gonna cost you more than the ham Absolutely. that was applied by, by yeah. the bank so yeah. the banks will always use the higher of the two um, let's move on to the next one, which is, um, uh, you know, for credit cards, um, you know, credit card, personal loan, car loan, store cards, like how are these things can impact your borrowing capacity? Okay. Now, for credit cards, most of us have credit cards anyway, if not all of us. Even if we, so this is what we come across very often, right? We all we all have credit cards, different level of limits. We use them. We always pay them in full, without incurring any interest expense, mm. right? But from any lender's point of view, from any bank's from bank's point of view, they will always make the worst case scenario mm, by right, assuming that right. you max out your card. If you max out your credit cards what would be the minimum monthly repayment that you have to make. Correct, yeah. So in that sense, yeah. the bigger the credit card limit, in other words, the bigger the impact Correct, that yeah. you will have, the bigger the negative impact, yeah. I should say, it will have on your borrowing capacity, even if you don't spend a whole lot, yeah. it will reduce your, your borrowing that, capacity. That's a very good point because I've, I've come across clients uh, who pays down, uh, pay off their credit card every single month, um, but and, and they they come and say to us saying, 
oh, why do we need to declare this? Because it will be zero every single month. Um, so, and you summed it up perfectly um, because the bank will look at the worst case scenario and they would always use, uh, or they will assume that you, know, you will max out your credit card every single month. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, how about the home loans, Justin? So the home loans, uh, how is that, you know, any of your existing home loan, how is that impacting your borrowing capacity? So, so home loans, how is that going to affect your borrowing capacity? You can, you can treat it, you can treat the monthly, the minimum monthly repayment yeah. of your existing home loans yeah. as part of your expenses, right? Yeah. So coming back, coming back to the formula, coming back to the equation that we talked about just then, you've got your net disposable income. Yeah. Take away, after taking away the minimum repayment that you have to make for your credit card, mm. take into account of the minimum monthly repayment for your existing housing loans as well. Once again, what is the, is there any surplus left? Mm. in terms of your disposable income yeah. if there is yeah. meaning that you will be able to you might be able to to borrow a bit more if you got none left well it's, it's, it's easy mm. that means you, you max out your borrowing yeah. capacity yeah. Yeah. and this is a very interesting one because um, this sort of been coming in probably in the last two to three years uh, I'm talking about those uh, uh, buy now Pay later, so talking about the zip pay, electric pay. Um, you know, how are these impacting the borrowing uh, capacity, or does it, or does it actually, does it actually impact the borrowing capacity, or it doesn't? What, what are your thoughts on those things? My honest response yeah. is that I am not hundred percent sure. <laughs> okay. When I am not hundred percent sure about these sort of questions, the first person that I normally go to is yourself. So I, I I'll take that as a test. Yeah. <laughs> so if if I ever come across with that kind of scenarios, I would treat them like a form of personal loans. Yeah. Yeah. You buy now, pay later. What that really means is you buy the item. You buy the items. You don't have to pay the full amount right now straight away, but you 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 pay it. You pay. You make the payments in separate installments. So it sounds to me, it sounds to me that it operates like a personal loan. Mm, so therefore, right. when I put right. this um, data into into our calculation, I'm gonna treat them as a uh, personal loan, or maybe I can put them down as part of the living expenses as well, because right. they are. They should be part of your um, ongoing expenses, right, at least yeah, for the time being. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, to summarize it nicely, so one is uh, for most buy now pay later. Um, if they given like a store card, then yes, they will consider it as um, like a normal credit card. Um, so treat it that way. Um, otherwise, it'll be just part of your living expenses, your recreation spending. So and that definitely will impact your borrowing capacity, abs as well, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. So be careful with those. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, I think some of the, well, not everyone will have this, but hacks that you know how is does that impact the borrowing capacity as well? It does for hacks and. 
the level of impact may vary. The reason why I say that is because how much you have to pay back for your hacks depends on very much on your on the level of income that you're making. Correct. So in another words, the higher your the level of income that you're earning, the more hacks that you have to you have to repay for yeah. that financial year. Yeah. So in another words, if your level of income is not that great, it's not that high, the repayment is not going to be that much for the financial year as well. Mm, absolutely. So uh, I think hacks, there, there will be certain threshold as well, if I'm not mistaken. So if you're earning below, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, $50,000, say this, off oh, sorry, 45000 I think there's, you don't have to pay any of the hacks that back. It sounds well right, yeah. but uh, once again, I'm not 100% sure. So this is yeah. a time when, we, when you want to deal with this sort of specific technique technical technicality of, 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 of this kind of calculation we okay. would just jump on to the website to, to, to find out Absolutely. to find out and yeah. especially when when whenever we come across with something that is that is related to tax it's always a best practice to to revisit the website mm. to make sure that uh, understanding is still up to date yep. they yeah. do change every now and then uh, so just going back to the income, Justin. Yes. Uh, so just a, a a rough idea, right? How does um, you know this increases in interest rate? You reckon how is that going to impact the borrowing capacity? Mm. Okay. So let me take a step back and try to explain how what sort of interest rates that banks use to to calculate our ability to um, to repay the housing loan whatever interest rate that you're being offered banks will always put some buffer on top of mm. the product rates that you're entitled to so for example if your interest rate if your housing loan interest rate is 2.5 percent these days the, the standard would be three percent isn't it mm, so the banks will add We'll top it up with another 3% when they calculate the monthly repayment for your housing loan, even though that's not the rate, that's not the repayment okay, that you make. Yep. But the banks want to make sure that you, your, with your current level of income or yep. net disposal income yep. is able to sustain such level of money, monthly repayment. Yep. So in another words, you can imagine if interest rate is increasing at the moment yep. from 2.5%, just using that as an example, from 2.5%, we add a quarter percent of an interest rate, uh, interest rate rise, so it ends up becoming 2.75, you add another 3%. The higher the interest rate, mm. the higher level the monthly repayment rate. will be. Mm. So yeah. long story short, that will affect your, the amount of loan that you can borrow because the cost of borrowing is increasing. Absolutely, yeah. So I think um, with the rate rises coming up, or expected to come up uh, yep. in the next couple of months and maybe even year or so. Um, so your future borrowing potentially can be impacted. So you might be, be able to borrow less than what you can borrow today then, if that's the case. Yes. Yeah. Well I think I think that's 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 part of the point, isn't it? The the, the main the main reason for interest rate to be increased 
the, 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 the main reason or at least one of the main reasons why there is an interest rate rise is because Reserve Bank of Australia trying to control the inflation mm. and indirectly yep, reduce your they're trying to reduce your incentive to spend the money. The cost of money is becoming more expensive. Our urge to spend is less, is lower, mm. it's becoming more expensive. So people, even if you want to get, if you, even if you want to apply for the housing loan from the bank, you're not going to be able to borrow that much. So hence, hopefully that will drive down the inflation rate. Absolutely. I, I think you summarized it nicely, Justin. So I guess just to recap to what uh, we talked about, you know, in terms of how uh, well, what are the factors that will impact the borrowing capacity is obviously uh, the level of income or how much income that you earn. Um, I think in general, I think as per today, roughly um, it'd be six times your borrowing capacity. So let's say if you're earning $100,000 and if you don't much, if you do not have a lot of debt, um, then you can borrow up to six times of that amount, so roughly about $600,000. Um, and obviously the level of um, expenses will impact your borrowing capacity as well. So the more credit cards that you have, the more uh, car loan that you have, um, and the more children that you have, obviously that will reduce your uh, borrowing capacity. Um, is there anything else that you want to add uh, with regards to that? Maybe. Maybe is it is worthwhile for you to share some of your thoughts about things that uh, customers and clients can do to improve their borrowing capacity. Um, obviously, we're not gonna tell them to have less kids. Don't don't try to have kids. <laughs> uh, have as many as you want. But there are certain things I'm pretty but sure you that you get a higher centering income. That's, uh... <laughs> uh, that's 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 a topic for another day, right? So, so I'm pretty sure there are certain things that we can do to improve. So, what would be the top three, if there are three that you can think of right now, activities or actions that our customers can do to improve their borrowing capacity? Um, to improve, I reckon. Um Sit down and have a chat with your partner with regards to your living expenses. I think that's important. Do your budgeting because obviously the higher, uh, the higher of your, you know, the higher your living expenses, um, then the less of the money that you can borrow. Um, and number two is yes, if you can, you know, if you're trying to buy a house, for example, or get a loan, um, and you've got a lot of credit cards, I think it's not a bad idea as well to get rid of to get rid of some of those credit cards or all of your credit cards. Because that can quite heavily impact uh, your borrowing capacity, um, and I mean, if there's any way where you know you can get a pay rise as well from from your from your boss, you know, you ask them nicely. Um, so obviously, if you get if you earn more income, then yeah, you can definitely borrow more. So is that a hint for me to ask you nicely <laughs> so I can get a bit get a bit of a pay rise? Uh, definitely, man. <laughs> Can talk that after, um, but yeah, that's that's I think that sums it up nicely. That's good. That's good. Uh, so at least we 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 are sharing, we are adding some values to 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 whoever who is watching. Some tips, some mm. actions that you can take away 
to, to help you guys out a little bit apart from sharing all this technical stuff which doesn't mean much if it doesn't change your, your life. So how, uh, so if any of the viewers wanted to uh, reach out to you, like what would be the best way to do that? And where, where can they reach out? Well, because live, live is, is going on at the, at the moment on Facebook, so the best way to, to ask questions or reach out to us, yeah. either Leonard or myself, would be our Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, so, so at us, send us a request, send us a message, click on the link, if there's a link underneath at all or somewhere on the page, <laughs> you'll be able to reach out to us. Yeah. Otherwise, go Google search AA Finance Solutions. We are based in Canningvale, Western Australia. Yeah. Any question, just give us a ring. And how about for you personally? Like if they, if they want to reach out to you, uh, how will, will be the best way? Okay. The hotline number is 0421 <laughs> I repeat, it is 0421-831-358. That's a catchy number. You're not going to miss email it. Email address? Where, what's your email address as well? It's for people who want to send an email. Just give me a call. Send me a text. Sorry, okay. Send me an SMS. WhatsApp me. Sure, sure, sure. If uh, you prefer WeChat, call me first. <laughs> no worries. So Justin also speaks how many languages? I don't know. Um, Being like not up to 10. Why? Four different languages? You can call me to find out. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, give give Justin a call, guys. I think he's uh, a fantastic uh, broker who can definitely help you out with your financial uh, financial needs. And thank you so much for uh, listening for this episode. And hopefully, we will see you guys again uh, next time. Thank you very much. Thank you.